Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey y'all, Stephanie Pena here. What's up? You welcome to the show where we share stories and memories connected to the music that has shaped our lives. We're glad you're here. We hope you're glad to be here. Thank you for tuning in yet again. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Talk Tuners. We are having quite the time in this season. Glad that you joined us for this. Um, I'm going to kick off the show and talk about um, a concert that I went to before we get into today's topic. As you know, uh, Talk Tuners, we like to talk about um, current concerts, documentaries, thing, anything music related to chat before the main topic. And I went and saw the Silver Sun pickups at the historic Aztec Theater um, here in my hometown of San Antonio. Um, and uh, just a little bit about the Aztec Theater because it's it's got pretty cool history. So it was actually, um, it was built in 1926 and was a movie theater. And it was designed by the firm of Meyer and Holler, which is best known for their set of theaters built for Sid Grauman in Hollywood, including the Egyptian Theater and the Chinese Theater. So uh, dug up that history and I thought it was pretty darn cool. Um, you know, there, of course, it's not a movie theater anymore. Um, it's now, it was reopened in 2009, um, as a concert venue and special events venue. It holds about 1500 people. So it's a perfect place to find an intimate, uh, show. And a lot of big names are coming through. Yeah. It's super cool, Stephanie. So if you're ever in San Antonio and anyone on the line, who's going to visit San Antonio, um, definitely check out the Aztec theater comedy, special events, um, concerts, um, et cetera. And, um, the vibe here was really cool. So like, <laughs> I guess, uh, I recently turned 42, not ashamed about my age whatsoever. And, uh, I'm kind of, uh, kind of came at a crossroads with this, uh, with this crowd stuff. And it's because there were a lot of individuals who were bringing their kids that I would imagine are around my age, maybe a little older, um, and, uh, I kind of felt out of place. It, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a different vibe. I mean, there were teens there wearing the clothes that, um, I know that my, I used to, and friends used to wear in the nineties. So it was like a big flashback. Um, and, uh, I'm used to going talk tuners. I'm more of a, when I go out for shows, normally nine times out of 10, I'm going to see a metal band. Um, but this time I didn't. And, uh, I just kind of <laughs> really <out of> play. <laughs> It was like, see, Stephanie's over here laughing because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's a completely different vibe, right? But the cool thing is, folks, not to go on and on about Silver Sun, but it is, it is a band um, that definitely draws folks from all different walks. I saw a dude in a cowboy hat. I saw two guys that were dressed up in fucking leather suits. I'm like, all right, leather daddies, get it. And I saw, you know, just, uh, you know, just whatever. It, me. <laughs> I saw people like me. And it was cool. It was very cool. And uh, we kind of followed suit with uh, with, with bringing um, the kids to the show because my, my husband, he has, I have a stepson. Uh, we brought his son. This was his first show. So first I, show. I felt, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a big deal. Right. And, uh, you know, and he, he definitely enjoyed it. Um, you know, they're, that band is just on point. Like my gosh. Um, you know, it was great sound, great energy. I had a good time. So, um, folks, if you are listening to this, uh, check to see if silver sun pickups is coming through uh, your town, definitely check it out. Um, it was a good, it was a good time. 
That's so cool. And it really sounds like a cool thing to see it in that theater. I love that we just kind of talked recently about these different venues and it sounds so historical. And so it's like this great band that's really suited, I think, for a theater like that, doing yeah. this kind of within that moment in time. So that sounds really neat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was cool. I would say it was the most well-behaved show I've ever been to as well. Because again, I'm I'm just going to, if I throw the word metal out there, y'all know, right? It's fucking (laughs) chaos. Here people are like, excuse me. I'm like, what is this shit? All right. This is different (laughs) concert etiquette. (laughs) I didn't have to worry about beer being thrown on me. No, not (laughs) all right. I was like, hell no. It's awesome. So yeah, and Jeff and Jeff Caden and I were on the floor as well. So I hope that Caden got a really good experience and I hope that we've lit a fire, uh, lit a flame, you know, and he'll, he'll start going to more shows. Um, you know, so yeah, uh, it, uh, it was, it was great. It was great. Very cool that you got to introduce the new generation to live music yeah. and have that be his first show. I think that's a real connecting thread and I think that's really cool. Absolutely. I'm still cool at 42. <laughs> always remember that show so props to you guys yeah well today's topic y'all we are discussing um two a an act of three women that are 100 percent iconic awesome um and they actually uh, started in the late 80s and carried over to the 90s and are still touring today um and we're talking about the one and only salt and pepper yeah we're talking about salt and pepper today and we're talking about their hit Push it. Sandra Peppa Denton and Brooklyn native Cheryl Salt James um, met in college, just like us, Stephanie. Yeah, met in college. You guys can go to our first episode if you want to hear that best full story. But I digress. (laughs) 
So anyway, so anyway, they met in college. They did not attend UT. They were attending <laughs> Queensboro Community College. And so they met and that's where um, their magic began. They were selling warranties on washing machines in a uh, Sears call center in Queens, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like what, what happened here? Like that's a well, story you always remember. Well, yeah. I mean, these, these ladies were going to school together and working together. So, yeah. I mean, they don't have our story a hundred percent, but Stephanie, you definitely were shopping at the old Navy that I was working at in college. I know. I know. Exactly. That it so, all comes together. Yeah. All great things happen in college people. All great things. It all comes together. So yeah, they're like, they're sitting there doing their work. They're sitting there doing their schoolwork and they come together. But you know, that's just two out of the three. Yes. Two out of the three, because we know Spinderella is a very important part of salt and Peppa. And I don't know if talk tuners knew all this, but there were actually two different Spinderella's. It wasn't just one person. There was an early Spinderella in 1986, uh, DJ LaToya Hanson. And so she was featured on the cover of their debut album, Hot, Cool, and Vicious. And um, she was actually replaced before she was able to uh, appear in any kind of videos alongside um, Salt and Pepper. So I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. Um, Didn't expect that because I think the version the person that people know is right. Deidre Roper and mm-hmm. Spinderella and that was 1987 so essentially she's been there since the beginning she was recruited into the group at the very tender young age of 16 wow but she became the Spinderella uh that we know today which I thought was really interesting yeah I had no idea there was another one like oh my gosh well the smart move on you know salt and Peppa's team as a whole to be like, Hey, we're not marketing the Spinderella. Cause you know, she got to exit. So that, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, right on, right on. Oh, I, I love Spinderella. She is, uh, she's got a lot of, uh, uh, she's got a lot of great talent, first of all. And I think she has great stage presence as well. I thought so too. Yeah. I think she's great. I think she's such an integral part of the group. So it was, uh, interesting to me to hear about kind of when she ended up having a falling out yeah. um, with the other members. And she wasn't included in a, a lifetime biopic about the group, which happened in 2021. Oh. And uh, there was at that point, like some bad blood amongst the three of them. And she'd said, I will never be in a group that does not want to be with me. Yeah. So I think understandably they were working some stuff out. Um, but on the bright side, the three of them actually, reunited to receive their uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Mm -hmm. It was in November 2022. So that's within the year. And uh, during her acceptance speech, Spinderella said, I have to thank you for those lessons because it wasn't just the music. It was our relationship. And that means everything to me. So whatever we got to do to fix that, let's get some unity back in this. Let's figure it out, be iconic and be what the fans want. Um, So it looks like that next chapter of potential touring, of potential togetherness might include... All three of them. So I thought that was really cool. Sign me up. Hell yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Uh, There's always got to be some drama, right? Now I don't care what band. There's always some drama. Well, I'm glad that they're, I'm glad they're pushing through. Ha ha ha. So anyway, let's talk about Push It. (laughs) I have my corny moment there. All right. So Push It, um, you know, as Stephanie mentioned, the first album of Salt and Peppa came out in 1987 and Push It was the second track um, released from this album. 
It reached number 19 on the U.S. Billboard Top 40, um, which is pretty dope. And, you know, as far as Salt and Peppa, you know, I mentioned I introduced them as hip hop pioneers. They absolutely are. They are definitely part of those OGs. And, you know, as I have talked about with just throughout um, different episodes, you know, music and fashion definitely coincide. And Salt and Peppa were definitely one of the originators of hip hop style with their, they had, you know, just going back to push it itself in the video. It's an iconic video. You have these three women that are dressed up in, um, they have tights on, full tights, nice, cool, baggy jackets. Um, they have the shrimp earrings, asymmetrical haircut, just looking amazing. And definitely that style it poured into and influenced um, hip hop fashion. And uh, something I, I found that it was pretty funny that I'd like to share um, regarding that iconic asymmetrical hairstyle. I did doing research for the show. I came across that Peppa did a, a spot uh, on the Steve Harvey show. And um, she had to admit that that particular hair trend was a tragic hair mistake. And to quote her, her sister just got her beautician license and permed her hair and burnt it off. And so she had to shave aside. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, well, hey, it all worked out, right? Because she worked looked out. fabulous. True, true. Worked out <laughs> That's so fabulous. I thought that was funny. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as Push It, I mean, the song is huge. Still is. You can hear it all the time. Um, it was nominated for um, a Grammy Award. And, um, you know, the, the sales of Hot Cool Vicious album definitely moved Salt and Pepper to that platinum sales status, making them the first female rap act group or solo to gold gold or platinum the album ultimately sold 1.3 million copies worldwide wow worldwide you know fuck yeah i love it absolutely love it absolutely love it so um you know definitely big props to the queens of salt and pepper um you know this the song it's all it has been it's one of the most popular songs that has been transplanted into various types of media it'll make it segue into movies commercials there's been a recent geico commercial with push it um sitcoms i know i was doing research big bang theory used it like twice um you know and uh it's definitely so relevant i remember that just a side note about this song and how relevant it is talking about my stepson in the beginning of the show this song <laughs> His dad would, it would come on the radio every now and then. And he was a child and, you know, he was actually in the car seat and he was there jamming and singing um, to push it. And, you know, Jeff's like, nah, we got to change this. But anyway, (laughs) he's of the new school. And this is probably what back in 2006. And this song came out in 87. It's, It's timeless. It's still relevant. Fucking amazing. And uh, so, so props to that. I had to go on a tangent there and share that because I think it's pretty funny. It's It's catchy, right? And, uh, you know, outside of, you know, just salt and pepper for their, their look, their talents. Um, one thing that I most love about them is their, their, uh, their women empowerment initiatives, their songs will always lift women up. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, just outside of the studio have definitely, uh, you know, 
been encouraging for, uh, and, you know, and somewhat of, you know, some of, of a role model and inspiration for women to, you know, to, to do what they love and to conquer the world. So thank you. You know, as far as push it itself for me and like throughout my life, this was the first song I heard from them. Um, Stephanie, was this the first song you heard from them or was it another one? I want to say this was probably it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Um, you know, this was definitely the first one. And, you know, you know, I had an older brother and cousins um, that were his age and not older, really into hip hop. So um, I was happy that they introduced me to this jam. And probably at the tender age of probably eight or nine, my one of my cousins got her license and she's like, hey, let's go for a drive. And we'd go take my grandfather's like 1990 something Toyota Corolla and jam push it through the east side of San Antonio trying to be hard and bass. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I love it. Yes. How ridiculous. Oh my God. I still remember that. Like it was yesterday. Something else I just want to note about salt and pepper brings so much, it brings me so much joy. Um, I do have an instance where I was vacationing in South Padre Island, Texas, and a couple friends of mine went to this karaoke joint and uh, two of them decided that they wanted to do push it. Cool. And uh, I felt the need um, I was, uh, you know, possessed by the power of salt and pepper that I needed to kind of be the Spinderella, right? I guess. But, you know, there was no, <laughs> of course, there was no room for me to be Spinderella. You know, I'm not Spinderella. So what did my dumbass do? Because I had to be a part of it. I got on stage and started doing the hammer around them. Y'all know the hammer dance. Hell yeah, you did. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was... <laughs> bringing back that late 80s 90s you know moment it all came full circle but I will say I didn't steal the show the ladies did great but we did get a standing ovation so I like to say I contributed to that stellar performance of push it at the the you know rankety rickety karaoke joint that we were at at the time I love that you got a standing ovation for this I felt like salt and pepper would really enjoy that um, and appreciate that. It's like appreciate people appreciating their music, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Well, I mean, as I as you know, we mentioned, you know, Song Papa definitely, they are um, one of the biggest names in music period. And they had a prominent, prominent force in the industry during the 90s. And so, Steph, I know you have your own memories as well with Salt and Peppa. Please tell us. I do. I kept thinking about how... <laughs> the song Shoop holds mm-hmm. like some pretty specific memories for me. I just thought about how in junior high, it's um, friends and I, we'd always record kind of homemade music videos mm-hmm. um, to the songs at the time. And we'd have like choreographed dances and like usually a plot line or something, but these were usually, yes. you know, filmed out in the driveway or the guest room. And, you know, with the, f- family camcorder of my friends, you know, whatever. Um, So it was pretty, you know, DIY, but that's, you know, how we entertained ourselves. So I do remember we had this pretty elaborate music video slash dance to Shoop. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd found that VHS video many years later and it was hilarious. It was mostly like taking place in my friend's driveway, which I thought was um, pretty great and pretty funny. We'd had, you know, there must have been like five or six of us. And then a friend did, uh, a guy friend did the male vocal part and he uh-huh. like had lip synced 
and did that dance. And I'm not even going to try to replicate what that is. Just go listen to it, talk tuners, because it's incredible. If you know know the whole male vocal part of Shoop. And then we all had kind of this background dance that we had like put together. um, And it was pretty awesome. Uh, I loved finding that again on video because I was like, oh my God, wow, this is something. So, you know, this... These songs, again, like bring back such memories and there was from such a moment in time. And it was like mm-hmm. from such formative years, I think, of our lives. So I just think of them very fondly and I uh, appreciate their contribution to to music and to the zeitgeist in general, I think. That is so great. I love it. I love it. Well, um, you know, I know on top of that, you recently saw them, right? Didn't you see them? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. So they've been sort of always, you know in my life musically since I was pretty little, but it was last year, 2022, where I actually got to see them at the crypto.com arena, which is formerly the staple center for those who know here in LA. Um, It was called the mixtape tour. So it was um, a deliberately nineties centric Mm -hmm. um, tour. So include salt and pepper is Rick Astley in Vogue and then headlined by new kids on the block. So really all genres wow. coming together that really all they had, I would say in common was that era yeah. um, rather yeah. than the genre. And so, uh, so full stop, it was really fun, like period, end of sentence. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I say that for like what I'm about to say, which is why I also kind of thought it was funny. Uh, but I realized into the show of like a few songs in that there was no live band for any of these acts that were on this tour. There was no live band that night. Wow. Everybody was just singing to backing tracks and that was it. And I think it's probably because um, they had a setup where they could quickly switch from like main stage. And then all of a sudden another act was on the smaller stage that was situated in the audience. And mm-hmm. they could pan to each band within seconds that way, as opposed to set up and, you know, a yeah. traditional, you know, openers or multi-band bill. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. It was funny to me. And it was also just the first time I think I've been to a live concert that actually had no live instruments. Mm-hmm. And it was situated in this way. And it did kind of make me wonder, oh, is this going to be the way of the future or something people will pick up a little bit more musician wise, yeah. given what I know is everyone's overhead costs of touring? Yeah. You know, and it was like, oh, OK, I wonder if this is maybe a new trend, but I thought it was, yeah, yeah. I thought it was worth mentioning, but most importantly, um, salt and pepper were the highlight of this show. They were fantastic. They had such energy. Um, they had such, uh, awesome choreography. They, uh, you know, they brought in, you know, guest male vocalists for shoop and others, just like, you know, that they would. (laughs) And it was fabulous. And they were playing, against the other bands there, like in a little call and response type of thing. So it was very interactive in that way too. And I just really appreciated their energy. I appreciated their enthusiasm. And really that show, I just felt like watching it that they just hadn't missed a beat from the 90s. That was really that good. I'm super jealous. No, that's cool. I've never been to this type of, uh, you know, this type of concert where ever, there's no band, right? So that's really yeah. awesome. But that definitely brought in that interactive. That's cool. So it was basically, you had like Salt and Peppa on one side of the stage. And of course, I'm making this up because I wasn't there. Maybe like in Vogue at another, they're kind of like going the call and forth or was it with the crowd? 
It was um, like they'd pan to each stage. So it'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, we're going to do two songs. And then all of a sudden spotlight oh. goes to the other stage and that band is ready and they kick it off. Oh. Um, and I'd never cool. quite seen a setup like that, but it did make yeah. me wonder. It's like, oh, maybe there's an efficiency thing here that bands might yeah. start doing this for the future. Um, just sure. touring acts might start doing something like this for the future. I did appreciate that there was no downtime in the setup, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't like we're going to, yeah, let's strike the set and get the right. new drums up here or whatever. So I thought, but yeah, it was the first time I'd ever seen a show done yeah. in that way. And I've seen hundreds of concerts. So I thought you'd appreciate hearing about that. And I don't know yeah. if other talk tuners on the line had been to similar shows, but that was a, that was a first for me. And it wasn't, it wasn't a negative experience. It was just a first, right? Yeah, no, exactly. It, it, exactly. Not negative. That's awesome. Okay. Good. So, I mean, cause those are all really, really big names, right? And they have yeah. so many hits. So that's a really cool way of, that's good strategy right there. Good strategy. Well, awesome. 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 Well, yeah. Well, I hope guys, you had a great time with us. I know that I did. Um, you know, if anyone who's listening today has never heard of Salt and Peppa, I don't know where you've been, but please go check out their, their catalog. They have so much, um, you know, definitely go back in time and revisit. Um, you know, sounds like maybe they may put out some new material if they're looking to tour. Who knows? Um, yeah. you know, that would be awesome. Well, you know, as far as where you can find us outside of the um, the podcast itself, we are all over the socials. Please follow us. Um, we are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at Stephanie's Talk Tunes. Um, you can find us at Twitter at Stephanie's Talk. And you can also reach out to us on Gmail at Stephanie's Talk Tunes at gmail.com. Yep. All those places and easy shortcut to find all episodes of the show, plus uh, some lovely merch and some more things at stephaniestalktunes.com. And you can visit that at any time. And we really appreciate it. We also really appreciate any kind of five-star review that you want to plop mm -hmm. down on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Spotify. That really, really helps our visibility. Um, special props to those who've been reviewing us on Good Pods. That has really helped us. Uh, we really appreciate rising up those music charts. And when we see that placement, I know I can say I'm just really appreciative and humbled. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great. And I'm glad you guys are enjoying the show. So let us know. Um, let us know how you feel about it. And as always, we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. This is a great network where you can find everything music regarding podcasts. So guys, please check out our family. They have a lot to offer. This is Stephanie Pena. I've had a great time. I'm out. See you later. I'm out. Talk to you under Stephanie Myers. I'll see you in two weeks. Peace. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.